Breaking news. Hello. We have a special report from CBBS News. We have updates on a hostage situation at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and are providing live coverage. Let's see what's going on. This is the police. We have you surrounded. We know you have hostages in there, so we brought in a negotiator. Remain calm and we will work this out. Hey, my, my name's Gabe from Cardboard Box Eats Podcast, and uh, I, I guess I'm the negotiator. Who, who am I speaking with? It's Andre Drummond. Love your show, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. It's always fun to meet a fan. Uh, what do you think about the episode? Oh, wait a minute. He's stalling. Very clever, Andre, but let's talk about the hostages. Who do you have in there? Everyone on the Cavs, especially Kevin Love, ticket holders, and I think some slugs. Not sure, though. They have shells on their back, and they could be snails. Uh, okay, Andre. That, that's a lot of people in there. You're not worried that they're going to take you out when you're distracted or not looking. Kevin keeps telling me about his dog and his new Banana Republic clothing line, and Tristan just keeps talking about Khloe Kardashian and Christian Mingle. I don't think they're focused at the moment, so I'm not, not too worried. Man, this guy is good. He's thinking of everything. Y'all sure you want me to do this? I'm not really a negotiator. I don't really know what I'm doing. But... Okay, okay, I'll try, I'll try. Uh, Andre, what, what are your demands? Oh, oh, just just like that. Oh, um, some money, I guess. But you're already getting paid, though. Not enough to deal with these guys. Okay, okay. More money. Noted. Anything else? Wow, uh, that was easy. Um, you're the negotiator? Thought you were supposed to be good at this. Okay, now he's just being rude. How am I supposed to respond to this? Okay, what else do you want, Andre? Um, can you trade me? Trade you where? Detroit. Andre, you just came from Detroit. I know, man, but I miss Blake, Derek Rose. It's just, I just miss them. Are you crying right now? No, I'm not crying, okay? I sh- Can you just fire the coach? How about that? Fire the coach? Why? What did he do? He makes me run and watch game footage, and I just hate it. Okay, so let me get this straight. He makes you run to stay conditioned, and he makes you watch game footage to see what you can improve on. Um, um, there must be a disconnect. Isn't okay, that what I, coaches do? No, I just don't like him, all right? I, I, I guess that's what it is. If, if, you, if, if you do this, I'll release the hostages. Okay, you know what? We'll see what I'll do. We'll make some calls. Hey, can someone get, can someone get Coach Beeline on the phone? Just tell him the situation. Just get, get him up to speed with the whole hostage, and if they want him to be fired, oh, yada, yada, yada. What do you mean? You already quit? Oh, that works. Okay, perfect. I'll, I'll run with that. Hey, Andre, uh, we, we went ahead and fired him, so everything's good now. You have everything you need, so go, why don't you go ahead and release the hostages? All right, all right. That's great. Uh, there's just one more thing. Live from South Carolina, it's Cardboard Box Eats. Cardboard Box Eats. Hey, play that saxophone, Nick. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly, we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats.
And we're back. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Gabe? Nothing much. Just uh, I'm glad we resolved that hostage situation. I was a little bit worried there in the beginning, but you know. Yeah, things got a little intense there. Yeah, a little intense. It was my it was my first hostage negotiation. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I'm Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So yeah, we uh, we're back. It seems like we've taken ex- an extended break for some reason, but I promise we haven't. We just needed to be rest up, like uh, like we're all stars, the all stars we are. Yeah, that's right. We had an all star break, and we took advantage of that wholeheartedly. Speaking of the all star break, let's do an all star recap. What we're gonna do is because it was like a million and a half years ago, we're gonna give one sentence recaps. Okay, Nick, give us your your one sentence summary of the dunk contest it was in a word mind-blowing mind-blowing was there any conspiracy involved i think so uh i think it was not a coincidence that Dwayne wade's team or former teammate or love of the team the team that he loves uh the most was in the dunk contest and they won it and Hmm. someone was robbed conspiracy i think not (laughs) Yeah, definitely conspiracy. Yeah, Aaron Gordon should have won. And everyone's been griping and complaining about it since since then. Especially Aaron Gordon. Especially Aaron Gordon. <laughs> okay, I'll summarize the three-point contest. Devin Booker should have been there, should have been offered a, a spot to begin with and wasn't supposed to fill in anybody as in regards to Damian Lillard. But Buddy Heald ends up winning. Most major contribution he's made since uh, his contract extension. Ooh, yikes. Shots fired. Yikes. All right, give us the situation. Give us the rundown of the uh, skills competition. It was pretty good. Bam won it all. Um, Him and Sabonis neck and neck. Sabonis, man. I was was hoping he'd win something. Yeah, for our friends up in Indiana. (laughs) India. India. (laughs) Indiana. Shout out, Larry Bird. Okay, let's talk about briefly the whole All-Star game in of itself. LeBron and his team won, uh, led by Kawhi Leonard, fun guy. Most emotion I've ever seen him show was on this in this game. Amazing. Yeah, he, was, he was having a lot of fun. He uh, His circuits malfunctioned a little bit. He showed some emotion. He got that new software upgrade, man. That's what it is. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Better watch out, League. He's starting to have fun. He ended up winning the MVP of that game, which I'm not sure means anything. Because it's just who tries the hardest, essentially. And we thought Giannis was going to do it. Because at some point, he had like 90% of the team's points. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty interesting. And he did try his very best. He was very much a tryhard. The new format. What did you think of the new format? Playing by quarter. It was kind of weird. I mean, I think it added a little a little more to the game where they seemed a little more intense, especially towards the end. I don't know like if I liked the whole playing to 24 at the end. I think it was special for this All-Star game. But I don't know if I would I'd like to see it in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think um, the twenty four definitely will. It'll be interesting if they do decide to keep it. But like you said, I don't. I don't think they will. It was crazy, crazy all star. Yeah, game. Wild times. Wild times. So let's talk about the league. What's what's going on in the league, Nick? Kyrie Irving. That's. But there's no shock there. I mean, Mister Dramatic himself. <laughs> Mister Flap. Flat Earth? Flat Earth, yeah. Mr. Flat Earth himself. Flat Earth Society leader, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> leader. That's not only what he's leading right now. What is he leading? He just got elected vice president of the Players Association. Wow, what a transition. Yeah. This is why we get paid the big bucks, folks. So yeah, he was elected VP of Players Association. 
What was your initial reaction when you saw this notification? At first, I thought players had to A, be good, and B, be playing to be on the Players Association, but he's neither one of those things, and he's vice president, so... Whoa. Bold statement. It is no shock here that we are talking bad about Kyrie Irving. Um, I'm not sure why we don't like him. Oh, wait, I do. It's because he's a child. And Kendron Perkins has the best quote about it uh, in regards to Kyrie being elected vice president. he He likened it to the blind leading the blind. And this is probably one of the most things i could agree with kendrick perkins on so yeah this is this is actually the only thing that i've agreed with him on <laughs> yeah so since his uh his recent twitter infamy seems like he has an opinion about every single thing Golly. he's also trying to stay relevant but but this was a good quote we'll, we'll, we'll stick to roasting Kyrie right now yeah good call good call uh so here's here's the big thing when Kyrie asked for the trade from cleveland and, and then from boston he showed the league that the players have the most control now. It's not the owners. It's not the team. It's individual players. Is this a good thing? I mean, you ultimately have to think that it's a business. And I know we hear that a lot, especially from the players who are just like, just traded out of the blue and not told where they're going. Andre Drummond, for example, it, it's a business and they've called it a business. And you have to remember that. Like, But I do think the players should have a say, of course, where where they want to play and stuff like that. But if you're being just if you're just being picky and bouncing around from team to team because you don't like the way you fit, you got to kind of look in the mirror and figure out if you're the problem or if it's the teams you're bouncing around from. Yeah, and I think I think another example of this and where it turned out to be kind of good was maybe Jimmy Butler. I think he's really found his role, and maybe it's not the role that he he had in Chicago or the Minnesota or Philadelphia. But now that he's in Miami, after being kind of like bounced around, bounced around, bounced around, being grumpy wherever he went, seems like he's really having fun now. And I don't know if that's more of a reflection on his teammates or previous teammates or himself. But yeah, like you were saying, it's it's hard to say where the, the breaking point is because at what point, because I mean, I say this a lot, but there's 10 people on the court. It's not just one player. It's not a one-on-one thing. So team yeah. chemistry is a big thing. Playing it like a teammate is a big thing. Um, and I think in this case, I, I don't know if I would want someone who is known for complaining, disappearing. Fits. <laughs> doing what? Throwing fits. Throwing fits. I don't know if you want him in charge of representing the players as a whole, because I don't I don't necessarily think that he is uh, a good representation of the, the current players in the NBA. The nice thing is there are several vice presidents in the in the Players Association. So other vice presidents right now are Andre Iguodala, Bismarck, Bismarck Biomba, uh, Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, CJ McCollum. Which is good. I mean, most of those guys are even keeled. And then we're just going to throw a wrench into the machine here. Here comes Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if in the future this would be good to kind of use him as a point saying like, hey... Players are getting more and more injured. We should kind of lessen the games played in a, se- in a regular season. Uh, maybe that's the transition point that that they're looking for. You know? Yeah, that would that would be nice. I mean, from someone for someone who who is pretty prone to injury or says he's prone to injury, it, I'm sure it would it would mean a lot coming from him. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's what's in the cards for old Kyrie Irving and the Players Association? Who knows where the breaking point will be? And yeah. speaking of breaking point, let's talk about him breaking his shoulder again. Allegedly. Allegedly. So you think it's a conspiracy, huh? Yes. 
I mean, I think he could be injured, yes, he could be injured, but the Nets could also not be performing as well as he would like them to be, and he sees a way out to wait for KD, and then he can come in and have a healthy KD, and he won't have to play as hard, and they can kind of share the ball, share the court. Do you blame him for that? Yes. I mean, you requested this trade. You're you're supposed to be leading the team. I expect you to be giving like 100% every, almost every game. You're going to work. You should be should be putting in the work. That's true. He should be. But is it worth the risk to further injuring himself? If he is injured, no. Okay. But that poses the question, is he injured? Mm, I see. So let me ask you this. What do you think about Steph Curry waiting this long? I mean, is he injured? Is he not injured? I mean, this, that's this the same question. Thing can, yeah. But the thing is now a lot of the times um, or, or this this season we've seen a lot of the teams are holding players out longer. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson is a good example. John Wall is another good example to try and get potential draft picks to heal the players even longer than necessary just to make sure they're healed properly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think that's a good thing to do for that team for that specific team i i wonder if adam silver will make a move and say essentially like hey you can't do this don't forget about it i told you you couldn't do it in the past so you can't do it now because there was at one point where he was finding teams because they were sitting some of their star players out and the fans were obviously upset yeah anthony davis um and the pelicans were going to get fined if he didn't play a certain amount last year that is exactly right I, I do think he injured. I, I honestly think he injured his shoulder. Um, I I have no idea how though, because he can go from scoring fifty points a game and then he's rehabbing his shoulder. So yeah, what what's going on? I think I don't know. I honestly think he's holding something back, like he did with the Celtics, and maybe that's just his style. Uh, but season-ending injury, per se. I think what should happen is. Because you, you you brought up a good point, Adam Silver will probably say something. So instead of each team saying we could do a physical for that team for that player on the team, so like the Nets Nets medical staff do a physical on Kyrie to see how he's doing, and if, if he really is hurt, they're going to be a little biased towards the players towards the players on their team or franchise. What if like the NBA had their own medical staff and they they were the ones who put like the physical and stuff like that to to see if they were actually injured or see any limitations and stuff like that. Cause I feel like it would be a little unbiased then. And then they would be fine. Teams could be fine if they're holding out, like in their, their player is meeting all the goals and stuff like that. That's a That's a, that is a good idea. At what point does it become an invasion of the player's privacy though? You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like it could be like, like a random drug test in a way. Okay. You know, you yeah. know how like yeah. the, they can do a random drug test. They can do a random physical and see, if they're actually hurt, if their range of motion's completely there, how their pain scales are. I know pain can be a bit subjective, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think ultimately that's what it would come down to. Because yeah. you can't be like, oh, you can play, but if he, right. if he says, oh, I, I've, it's a 10 out of 10, I can't move my shoulder. It's like he, he clearly can't play. And there could be a lot of backlash for that. Like if, if the league clears someone and they, and they, like, let's say the league cleared Kevin Durant and then Kevin Durant went and tore his Achilles, like... He could potentially sue the league or something like that. So there would be a lot that would need to be worked out before that. But just just a thought. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we have necessarily have to go back to square one on that idea for sure. Yeah, um, maybe square ten. 
Score 10. Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. Score 10. Cool. So, kind of relating back to our cold open, um, there was this whole soap opera going on in Cleveland, Ohio, because apparently there's nothing else to do there. Because they're not playing basketball. They're definitely not playing basketball. At least they're showing up. That's good. Um, the Cavs coach, John Beeline, uh, he was ousted because of his um, apparent player-coach relations. And this has been going on pretty much all season. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a new developing story. This is true. And uh, so Coach Beeline, he, he coached in college for the uh, Michigan Wolverines. And he made the transition into pro basketball. And from the get-go, they were they were struggling. They were definitely struggling. Um, and I think one of the straws that broke the camel's backs, probably, probably this was the straw, he likened some of his players using the word thugs. Um, and the players were obviously upset about that. And they, they went and told uh, the media and kind of their agents and stuff like that. Um, and when it, when it just exploded... Uh, coach came out and said, "Oh, I, I meant to say slugs, but it uh, it didn't work out. Sorry, my fault. My fault. Kind of a forced apology after uh, after the media burned him at the stake, essentially. So then the players decided to play songs that, whether in the hook or the chorus or even the title, uh, it had the word thug in it, simply because of his comment. So that begs the question: Have you become?" the villain of what you were accused of doing <laughs> i think he did very much so so like even when andre drummond was traded he said Dwayne casey didn't deserve to be a coach in in detroit but compared to beeline casey seemed like phil jackson what a slap in the face that comment was to that everyone ridiculous yeah he was just why you get a slap you get a slap you get a slap. Dwayne Casey was coach of the year two years ago, and then he's led Detroit. He led Detroit to the playoffs his first year there. So what can I say? Kind of a jerk. Yeah, what what a jerk, man. Um, at one point, it was reported uh, that Drummond essentially went to the higher ups of the Cavs and said, "Okay, listen, it's either me or Beeline. You have to choose." It's like what? Okay, so back to kind of this concept about players having the most most control should players inherently respect their coach or should they just be able to say all these things to undermine essentially their coach until they get the one that they want i think they i don't it shouldn't be like you you don't have to respect the coach i think in in public you should respect the coach but like if you don't like the guy then like i don't know you don't like the guy but in the face of the media in the face of on the court and stuff like that, you should show him the respect he deserves and he's warranted, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the big thing about that the guys went to the media uh, and were like, oh, we're so upset that he called us this. Could it have been fixed if, like he said, if they went straight to the coach? Yeah. Could Andre Drummond have simply gone to the coach and be like, hey, I think we got some issues. What can we do to fix this? Yeah, that might have worked. <sighs> it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, I totally agree. In in the face of public opinion, you should respect your coach. You know, granted, there's there's going to be some leaks here and there. There's going to be some woge bombs about it, of course. But yeah. So do you, let me ask you this: Do you think Beeline had had a reason to be mad at the mentality of these players? I think that team has it rough because it's just a bunch of players thrown together. That's true. And they haven't had a solid coach in the past. So when he said these comments, he made. But just put a target on his back. 
I, I think maybe they weren't trying as hard as he saw the potential and he just chose the wrong wording. I don't know. Yeah, I, he definitely chose the wrong wording. That's for right. sure. <laughs> um, the, the last good coach that Cleveland had was uh, LeBron James. Um, <laughs> Ty Lue? Who? Ty Lue. Oh, LeBron James. <laughs> the frog from Meet the Robinsons? You mean the frog from Hoodwinked? <laughs> Got him. I think we, uh, it's hard taking the side of the coach this time because he's tried so hard. Um, he he wanted so his far. player do what? In the end, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It's a different transition coming straight from college. Typically, I'm surprised that he wanted his players to come watch film on Christmas Day. And he he wanted them to run. He wanted them to watch hours of film. But I don't know. It's It's different with college players who are paying to be there as opposed to professional players who are being paid to be there. Uh, but are the college players paying to be there or are they paid are they being paid to be there well, i mean we could go into the all right we're not gonna get, i'm not gonna get on this soapbox <laughs> let me at him let me at him <laughs> ah! at this point cleveland should have just accepted the tank am i right yeah just take the l i mean that's essentially what they're gonna do now yeah they're so their assistant coach is now stepped up and he's now the interim head coach so they find another college coach who wants to make it in the big leagues good for him way to go man all right next up some uh sad and breaking news that happened over the weekend the lakers actually dropped demarcus cousins so he's no longer going to be able to play for the lakers just kind of sad because when he injured his knee in the offseason doing a pickup game uh the lakers said they would keep him and everything like that and all the craziness that happened with his ex-girlfriend um suing demarcus and stuff like that the Lakers were, were siding with DeMarcus and everything like that, but he just hasn't hasn't been able to play. So they dropped him, and they're actually making plans to, or made plans to sign Markeith Morris and, and have that another center that they can alternate with. That's right, and I, I think this probably was a good move. Um, this, this season for DeMarcus Cousins seems eerily similar to the one he had with Golden State. He was just he was healthy enough to come back kind of later in the season, and then suddenly something else happened. He got injured again. So I wonder if the Lakers staff saw this. Obviously, they saw that Markeith Morris was part of a buyout, so they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll take him. <laughs> because um, if there's another thing the Lakers need is, a, is a, another big man. So there you go. Especially to uh, make the push for the playoffs, since the Clippers also just signed another big man in Marcus Morris, Ooh, the twin. Twin rivalry, the sweet life of Markeith and uh, Marcus. <laughs> Living in L.A. Living it up in L.A., baby. I actually heard that they, uh, they're they splitting a house together. Oh, too. good for them. Like right yeah, down the a, middle? It's a hotel. No, it's a hotel. They're going to live at the top. And their mom is a singer at the bottom of the hotel, so they get to stay mm. for free. No, really, they get to stay for free? Yeah, because their mom sings. Yeah, but... They have how much money? Okay. You know, nope. Not going to go there. If you got the free option, you take the free option. Way to go, Morris Brothers. Way to go. You know, that's the plot of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Is it really? Yeah. I never knew. I never saw the pilot episode. It makes sense now. I I get it. I get it. I think they were just copying Disney Channel. I just just got exposed right here, live. Cover box eats. (laughs) Hi, I'd like to report a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Hostage negotiation. 
Um, so yeah, do you think the LA Lakers are gonna are they gonna benefit from this acquire? Uh, I'm sure he won't play many minutes. Uh, Dwight will probably take the majority of the minutes, and Alex Caruso and, and McGee, but. Uh, actually, not Alex Caruso. I don't... <laughs> Why not? Let's just give all the minutes to Alex Caruso. <laughs> I guess he could. He he has played almost every position, so he could, he could play the center. All the putbacks in the world. Yeah. So I'm sure now they have the option to rotate more. So And, and we've seen this, uh, especially after the All-Star break and after the end of the trade deadline, a lot of teams just picking players up and signing them for just to get make that push, help make that push. Yeah, I hope it works out for them. They definitely got a deal in uh, old Markeith Morris for sure. So let's talk about the NBA standings as of right now. So the Bucks. we'll talk about the Eastern Conference first. The Bucks are obviously at top. Over 40 wins. They're on pace to win 70 games, which is wild. I mean, obviously the last team to do that was the Warriors uh, when they choked in the finals. But do you think there's... Do you think there's an option for the Bucks to both win 70 games and win the finals? I think there's an option for them to win the finals. I don't know if they'll be able to make it in the 70 games. Mm, okay, interesting. They have a pretty they have the easiest schedule remaining. Do they right? really? Yeah, and I think that's based on the Eastern I stand Conference. by what I said. Okay. All right, you heard it here first, folks. I think that's because they're playing a majority of Eastern Conference teams now as well as there's a lot more breaks in between games which could be good could be worse you never know if you're out of rhythm you might if you're out of the rhythm could throw you off so a team that i did not actually put in the playoffs at all the raptors are still up atop um as with the celtics and the heat and the 76ers are seeming to claw their way back from a very tumultuous season a lot of people are splitting trying to split up ben simmons and joel Embiid. what do you think about that yeah and Joel Embiid has kind of said that the media is doing it. I mean, I think he played a little bit into it when he was tweeting about, I don't remember exactly what he said, but essentially it made it seem like he wasn't happy there. And then the media just took that and ran with it. I don't know. I, I think I think the media is probably playing a little bit too much into that. I don't, I don't think there'll be any drama between that brewing. Yeah, it really seems like they enjoy each other's company. I think they're definitely missing that one one piece. And it could be Ben Simmons if he decided to shoot. I think he he need he honestly needs to start shooting. But oh man. Yeah, he made that 3 when he shot. So I mean, if he just keeps trying. You just got to keep trying, little man. The little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I can do it, guys. Who's who which one is he dating? Kendall, Kendall Jenner? Is he still? I don't know. I know she's bounced around the NBA. I don't know if she, that's who she ended up with. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So the Pacers, kind of, they're still in there. They haven't, before the All-Star break, they were kind of on a, on a losing skid, but it seems like they've got their streak going again. And then the Nets, obviously, I don't think they'll end up making the playoffs. Magic, Wiz- the Wizards. Let's talk about the Wizards, man. Coming from the bottom of the pack, now they're on the bubble? Oh, yeah. man. But they're only one or two games between ninth seed and 14th seed. <laughs> so <laughs> take that as you will. Oh, who's, who's at the bottom of the pack? The Hawks and the Cavaliers. Man, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Nate, go ahead and talk about the Western Conference. All right. Looking at the West, we have Currently in the top seed and, and pretty pretty far ahead are the Lakers. They're holding on tight to that number one spot. Um, and then we have the Nuggets and Clippers battling it out for that two and three. Um, the Jazz are also back there hanging in tight, which they've kind of bounced up and down the whole 
uh, one through eight playoffs this uh, this this season. Yeah, so they're glad have. to see them holding on tight to their playoff run. And then we have the Rockets and Thunder, which I would love to see the Rockets versus the Thunder first round of playoffs, <laughs> or just any round in the playoffs. I, th- I think that would be a great matchup, and the Thunder would win, and <laughs> it would be great. Brutal. <laughs> um, and then we have the Mavs hanging on tight, and the Grizzlies with that young core. Ooh. And the Trailblazers are there. They are a couple games back from the Grizzlies. They have have potential to make a push if they try really, really hard and eat their Wheaties. But we <laughs> shall see. Um, the Spurs, they're there, but I don't, I don't know if they'll make it. They, them and the Trailblazers are neck and neck. So depending on on who really wants to try, then either one of those could make a push. But it is interesting. So all those teams, one through seven. Um, are a pretty pretty like veteran loaded team, mm-hmm. so it's pretty shocking to see the number eight Grizzlies right there, yeah, for hanging real. on tight to the playoffs. For real, for real. And it will be sad if 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 it stands now and the Grizzlies have to play the Lakers. I'm I'm hoping it wouldn't be a uh, the, the Grizzlies would be swept, but I, I'm sure they'd give them a fighting chance. <laughs> Who do you think is going to get that eighth spot? Do you think the Grizzlies will kind of solidify, maybe sneak up into seventh or higher up? Because there's I mean, like you said, uh, there's only like four, four or five games between eighth seed and twelfth seed right now, so it's really anyone's game, and that's what it came down to last year as well. That's true. That eighth seed is pretty. You don't really know until till the end of the season, so you don't really know until you know. That's, that is an excellent point, Nick. You don't you. know until you know. Thank you. Yeah, I read the dictionary. <laughs> um, I'd be excited to see the Pelicans kind of sneak up into that. In that playoff spot, will it happen? I'm not sure. Will they get swept by the Lakers? Absolutely. You know who would also be happy to see the Pelicans? J.J. Redick, because he told Zion Williamson before the start of the season, he's like, I've had a playoff run almost every year I've been in the league. Don't ruin this for me, kid. Actually, he's had one every single. Oh, every single. Sorry. Sorry. I misquoted. He's very, very protective of that as well and zion's ruining it for him zion ruined it ridiculous he was out for half the season we're still blaming him it's his fault Uh, jj will say it i mean (laughs) gotta have a scapegoat gotta have a scapegoat all right nick hit us with that fun fact all right fun fact so we're talking about andre drummond today so i figured i would talk about andre drummond oh perfect i like it his his nickname is let me guess let me guess let me guess guess. okay go go ahead um leading rebounder in the nba no so close okay so close it's actually big penguin really yep oh i could see it now because of his uh his flippers yeah that makes sense that's it yep that's it exactly (laughs) his favorite tv show walking dead okay and according to gq he is one of the most famous athletes in the country to ever have braces while playing a sport really braces yeah. hey you gotta look good for the cameras what can i say what can i say Brace face but he right. doesn't have braces anymore he said oh. the reason he wanted braces because he used to have a gap and he wanted oh. to get rid of it right. he doesn't care what people think about him as long as he gets rid of the gap yep which i think he got rid of so hey good, good for, him. for him way to go braces they work yeah have you ever had braces i have i've had braces uh, i did not wear my retainer enough though afterwards and so my bottom row of teeth are kind of kind of jaggedy not too jaggedy. Oh, There's only like one that's like kind of off tilt, you know? Did you have to wear braces? Mm. I did have braces, yes. But unlike you, I do wear my retainer. 
I have a permanent retainer actually in the bottom, and then mm-hmm. I wear my top retainer every night. Interesting. Well, the more you yeah, know. Listen, listen to my orthodontist. Yep. That's good. I'm glad you. So at least one of us listens to him. Yeah. And if any of our listeners um, have braces, yeah, you can uh, just let us know. We'd love to know that. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got, sir. Well, here we are. Unless there's anything else you want to add. Um, I just want to add that all of our listeners, if you've not done so already, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and to stay up to date on who we're interviewing because we have a couple more interviews lined up for y'all and they all got blue checks. Got them blue checks. They verified. They verified. If you have not given us a rating on whatever you're listening to us on, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora, Pandora, iHeartRadio, anything, go ahead and leave us a rating. We're selling t-shirts. You want a t-shirt? Want a t-shirt? I got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. You I'm wearing a t-shirt. t-shirt right now. Oh, okay. Okay. I should wear my t-shirt. Gosh darn it. Cover box seats. Cover box seats. I think we should get, um, play that saxophone. Trademarked. Ooh. <laughs> and then we could just slap them everywhere. That would be great. That would be great. We also have stickers. We oh, we slap. got stickers too. So if you want a sticker and you can slap that everywhere, mm-hmm. um, we'll send you some stickers. All right. You just slap that sticker everywhere. Yeah. Wham. That's what I do. Head of, head of marketing over here. That was a sticker. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were. I thought it was a loogie. Yeah, sorry. I'm not on a Western saloon. <laughs> Ding! Ding! <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Why is it dinging? Anyway, <laughs> if you've made it this far, <laughs> thanks. We appreciate you listening. Um, don't eat clowns, because they taste funny. <laughs> but I'm. And we're out. <laughs>